I V M. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we discuss the story of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, I'm your host Saif, and you're listening to the very first episode of the Musafir Stories in 2018. My co-host Faiza and I would like to take a minute to thank all our listeners for the support and love shown during the past year. We're also very grateful to all our guest travelers who have taken time out to share their travel stories and experiences and inspire the rest of us to take up travel. The Musafir Stories wishes you all a very prosperous, healthy and travel-filled new year. Do not forget to leave your reviews and ratings on iTunes. It helps a great deal in discovery of the podcast to new listeners. If you have any feedback or an interesting travel story to pitch, reach out to us. We're always happy to hear from listeners. Now on with today's episode. Happy listening. Hi guys, I'm your host Faiza and our guest traveler today is Chitra M from the blog masalabox.co.in. Chitra is an avid traveler who has been crisscrossing the map, exploring new places, tasting different cuisines and constantly trying to understand different cultures. Masala Box is not just a manifestation of her travel diaries and journals but also features quite few funny anecdotes that she's encountered during her travels some memorable moments of her life some moments of angst on the society and some opinions on everyday world she also does an interesting section on movie and play reviews called the musing of life so sit back and enjoy as we unravel the stories in the masala box With that introduction I would love to welcome Chitra to the Musafir Stories. Hi Chitra, welcome to the podcast. Hi Faiza, thank you for the introduction. How are you doing Chitra? I'm doing good Faiza. Yeah Chitra, we have a small tradition at the Musafir Stories where our guests take our listeners to a destination. So following that tradition where are you going to take us today? Uh so today I'm planning to take you guys to uh, Bandavgarh National Park. It's in Madhya Pradesh. So I would like to share you all with the story of how I um, managed to spot a tiger in the uh, oh, wow. wildlife habitat. Um so this has been kind of my interest for some time. Um it I would say tiger spotting is kind of an underrated adventure sport in India. It is such a thrill to just go in the jungle looking for the tigers. So this is one destination I would like to talk about today. That's amazing. This is uh the very first time i think we've heard of a success story of a person going to a national park and spotting a tiger so i would love to hear to your story <laughs> so and why bandavgarh of all the destinations do you not have any uh, i mean any reason why bandavgarh so there are a lot of national parks in india that is available for tiger spotting mm-hmm. so madhya pradesh itself has a lot to offer there is panna there is bandavgarh there is kanha there is satpura and all Uh, so Bandavgarh is a relatively smaller national park with a high higher tiger density. Okay. So the chances of you spotting a tiger is higher in Bandavgarh. Okay. And it has an amazing landscape of you know the high salt trees as one side and grasslands at one side. The landscape is also very nice when you go to a Bandavgarh. Mm-hmm. So 
this is the part that I'd like to talk about today. That's amazing. So on this note, I would love to add to all our listeners to please go ahead and check out Chitra's blog. It's called Masala Box, a pinch of travel and a pinch of life. It's got beautiful pictures and really masala filled travel stories. So guys, go ahead and check out Chitra's blog. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so Chitra, with that said, how did you go about planning for this trip and how long of a trip was this? Uh, so Madhya Pradesh itself was a long trip, and uh, I did visit Kanha also before Bandagar. Uh, so Bandagar was a um, one night stay that I did. So, but ideally for any tiger uh, uh, or wildlife safari that you're going for, I would say at least plan four to six safaris. That would mean two or three nights. Okay. Okay. Um, so. So the nearest uh, rail route is near Umaria. From Umaria, you might want to take a taxi or a bus to Bandagar. Okay. And um, so you also have the airports like Jabalpur or Kajrahu, from where you can try to pick your own private vehicle and go to Bandagar. Okay, okay, that's perfect. And how about the lodging? Did you guys uh, have to book the safaris beforehand and check on lodging as well, or is it readily available there? Um, I would say uh, so. Getting a slot of um, uh, wildlife safari is a bit tough in the national park. So make your bookings advance. Um, you have a website provided by Madhya Pradesh government. It's called uh, forest.mponline.gov.in. So if you go there, you can see all the national parks listed in Madhya Pradesh. You just have to choose Bandagar and the date that you're looking for. It would list it. And availability is there, or if this all the slots have been booked. So any national park, if we take only a limited number of vehicles, will be allowed. Okay. So yeah, so so the slots get tend to get filled up easily, especially in the peak seasons. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to miss out on that. Book advance, and only if you have a slot, you go ahead with booking a resort or a. Um, accommodation around the park. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even the resorts and accommodation. I mean, wherever you're staying, right? Sometimes they also help you in booking the um, uh, safaris. Oh, that's so you can check out with them. So okay, okay, that's amazing. So which place did you go ahead and stay at? Is it a resort close by in the national park or? Uh... Yeah. So around. Um, so there are three zones in Bandagar. Um, Tala zone is a pretty famous zone in uh, Bandagar for its tiger density. So I chose a stay called Tiger's Den, which is very close to the Tala Gate. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So staying around the forest fringes, it gives you a feel of the jungle also. And morning safaris will be really early. It starts around. You have to be at the gate by six, so you have to leave your resort by five five thirty. So staying close to the parks make a lot of sense. Okay. That's true. That's true. And you get to experience the beauty of the and the greenery around. Yeah. So it's usually it's usually all villages around the national parks, right? They won't let you go ahead with much development. So it'll be very peaceful, and it's like cutting off from the world. And sometimes you won't have signals. It's really nice to stay around the forest. Absolutely. Because this takes me back to a memory where uh, we had been to Bandipur National Park. Oh yeah, that's one lovely down south. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so silent, so quiet at night. And after some point, that the silence gets to you, and you're like, okay, this is like way too much silence. Exactly. And then in this, like a far off, you can hear an animal or some monkeys. Do- exactly, you can hear langur, or yeah. sometimes langur comes to pay a visit. So it's 
it's absolutely based on your luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's complete beauty. It takes you back to a different. I mean, it takes yeah, you to true. a different world altogether. Very true. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, we would love to hear about your safari stories. Please go ahead and tell us. Oh, I I actually did two safaris in Bandargarh. So one was a evening one, and other was a morning. Okay. Um. So usually the morning ones are a little lengthier. Okay. Uh, it 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 varies from national park to national park too. But at Bandargarh, the morning safari goes from six o'clock to eleven o'clock. Oh wow! Okay. So you get a lot of time to go around the forest looking for the tiger. Okay. And the evening one uh is only from three to six. So um. Uh, Six or sometimes if it's winters, if the sunset is much before, you will have to exit park before that. Okay, okay. So yeah. uh, I mean, uh, to get to these safaris, are there buses and jeeps available from the safari, or how how does it go? Yeah. So you once you have booked the online slot, you will have the ticket entry to the forest. Okay. So when you go to the forest gate, they will assign you a gypsy and a guide. Oh, okay. So any safari that you go, there will always be a jeep driver and a, a guide, forest guide coming along with you. Oh, wow. okay. So it is they are just amazing. Only they will be able to spot the animals, which is if at all if it is hidden in the bushes and all that. Mm-hmm. And in a gypsy, you'll be uh, about six people can be accommodated in a gypsy. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I mean uh, you can take a private gypsy for yourself too. Like if you are going as a family or two member, three member. You can take private gypsy along with the uh, forest guide and the uh, driver. Wow. So the so the gypsy charges and the guide charges will be separate from what you had paid online for the forest entry ticket. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so those charges also you will have to keep in mind, and that payment you will make at the um, uh, entrance. Entrance. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, two safaris, one in the morning, one in the evening. So you guys ended up going to both of them, like the morning and the evening one. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, it's there is no question of missing any <laughs> safaris when you are there. Absolutely, yeah. You are there only for the safari. safari. So if you get, if at all they give you more slots, just yeah. go ahead and grab <laughs> the slots and go into the jungle. <laughs> so we did both the safaris. So evening one, I was not able to spot a tiger. Uh, however, however, there was a point where the langurs were making a lot of noise. So whenever there is a tiger present, the mm-hmm. um, langurs or the deers, deers would be would bark, or the langurs would make a noise, telling that there is an animal, that a predator movement is going on. So all of you be alert. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. So that's how you would. So listening to the warning signal is how they track the tiger. Evening, we were standing at a spot for a long time, listening to the call. We were hoping the tiger would come, but the tiger didn't. But we, but there was a group of lot of langurs, so it was beautiful to see all those langurs jumping around and all that. Really nice. Did yeah. you guys get to spot any other animals apart from the langurs and the deers? So there were langurs, deers. There were nilgai. There was boar. There was samba. There is wild dog. That's nice. So you yeah. come back with something or the other. It's just not right. yeah. So any, any safari for that matter, you have to go with an open mind. It's not like absolutely. it. It's absolutely based on your luck. If the tiger turns up or not, many a times the person before you would have seen the gypsy before you would have seen a tiger and you would have missed it by a minute or so. Absolutely, that's that's absolutely so true. You uh, because that reminds me when Seth and I had uh, been to one of the safari and huh? we were in a bus one of those safari buses. 
uh-huh. you will not believe it uh, the people on the left side three guys spotted a leopard and all of us were like so depressed <laughs> because none of us saw that and for a second the animal was gone and they exactly. were, we were like it was right there didn't you all see and we were like no none of us spotted so like that is some Sometimes it just runs in front of. In one of the national parks, the leopard just ran in front of the jeep. Before we could realize what just happened, it vanished. <laughs> so that's the kind of uh, luck that we should be having. <laughs> that's amazing. So you guys, um, in the evening, you all spotted a lot of other animals, but uh, yeah, evening, was... evening. Usually the sunset was nice, and then we saw other animals. Um, so morning when we set out, um, we were looking for the tiger. There were many places. So there are so any uh, so usually they will give you zones within the jungle as where you uh, where the jeep can go into. Right. So in that assigned zone, your jeep will be moving around to see if there are any pug mark identification or if there is any morning call to spot a tiger. Mm-hmm. So at, and also based on the previous experience, they'll be able to track like. Let's say the tiger came to a waterhole yesterday. There is a high chance that it might come today also. So we might just go there and wait for the tiger. Um, so a couple of places we were waiting at like this, and at one point we saw a lot of scurry, scurry bug marks, like small ones and big ones. Oh my so that means that means there's a mother with a cub somewhere around. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah, so the guide was like, this should be spotty. The tiger is called spotty. If the spotty is here with the cub, we should not. We should be able to see it from there. And then we were driving slowly, and the small pug marks disappeared, and only the big pug marks produced. Oh, okay. Proceed further. Yeah. So it was like okay, the cubs. The mother has hidden the cub somewhere in the bush, and if the mother has gone, either to drink water or for a hunt or something. Wow. So we came around, but we couldn't spot the cubs. Uh, they were very tiny, so probably should have hidden it properly. And then we uh, we went to a point where the pagma disappeared. We were waiting for one hour. Then we went to have a small picnic breakfast. We were done. Then we were waiting for another hour. There was actually no sign. But then suddenly there was a langur call, and the guide was like, he was so keen to identify from where it was coming. He drove just there, and the tiger was coming with a kill. Oh my god. This amazing. Uh, so she had a pawn, a small deer. Uh, so she had this pawn for her cubs, Ooh. and she was very big pawn, and like, and she was so huge. My I, uh, <laughs> I almost lost my breath. I was just watching, and uh, the guide was like, "Take a video, take a video." I was just trying to take pictures. I was just so nervous. <laughs> It was an amazing moment, and she was so good, just passing right in front of the jeep. It was an amazing experience. Wow, <laughs> that's like the best tiger sighting I've had. Everything in other national parks I've seen it from a distance, and uh, you can see it like on the waterhole on the other side and all that. But this one was like walking towards the jeep and crossing the jeep and <laughs> moving. Oh my the sky. god! And it she had a prey in her mouth. Yeah, she had a prey in her mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing experience, and me and just one other jeep was there, oh. so we were the lucky two jeeps. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was worth the wait then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was worth the wait. Amazing. We were just standing; it was almost like two hours, but 
um but we were i mean you need a lot of patience also and we told the guide also we are okay just following your instinct you, you ask us to wait we will wait no problem with that mm-hmm. and did yeah. you guys get to spot the cubs as well or no, no we okay. couldn't see the cubs so she moved she so she once she crossed the path and she went into the jungle with the fawn uh, we lost track of her And then it was also almost towards the closing time of the park, so he was like, um, "Let's not go behind the cubs all." And we were like, "Okay, happy." Yeah, I know <laughs> you spotted it. Yeah, spotting it was very good. I was like happy, very happy. No problems with the cubs. Amazing. And the pictures on your blog again. I have to add to the listeners. Please go ahead and see the pictures. They are really beautiful pictures of the tiger. The best picture is when the tigress is looking. at the camera with the prey in her mouth yeah exactly yeah, that, that's an amazing shot that was the best shot i mean it was the best moment it's looking at you and then you were like is it going to charge or something <laughs> but she didn't care she just didn't care about the jeep or the human or anything just like, what are these people doing and then just walked away wow <laughs> I think that somehow it, I think is the best part about animals. Like unless I mean they've done their part, they do not bother about what's happening around. Yeah, okay, I've eaten. I've taken my food. I'm done. So yeah, awesome. Uh, wow, that's a nice story. <gasps> and and the guide also had a lot of stories to share. So we were just waiting in the jeep, and uh, mm-hmm. he was talking about um, other. Uh, I mean, so every tiger will have a name uh, based on the territory, like. One has called one is called Rajbera. One is called um, there were two famous tigers called Sita and Charger. Uh, there are no more. Uh, yeah, but you but Bandhagar means everybody will tell the story of Sita and Charger. It's like they were a mate for a long time, giving lot of litters of uh, tiger cubs. And Charger gets his name because he used to charge at the tourist vehicles oh, and all. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of stories. When when you go with these forest guides, and if you just ask them, like, what are the stories of the jungle life? Too many stories, making you feel so jealous. And then you'll be like, I wish I I go on every safari every other day with these people. Yeah, and lucky you, you did spot a tiger. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> I still flaunt it to everybody. I know. I have a mobile. I have a picture in my mobile, and I flaunt it to everybody. <laughs> So any any story that you remember of the guides telling you, and you would love to share with us? Um. So there's a lot of story of Charger and uh, Sita. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, not just uh, that, but when you listen to the tiger uh, story, right? Because a tiger has its own territory, and mm-hmm. people usually not share the um, territory with other tigers, be it male or the female. Only during mating they come together and all that. But usually they don't. Share oh, and okay. once the tiger cubs grow, mm-hmm. like um, they usually tend to chase it away, so that you know, uh, go and live yeah, you form own. your own territory. I no longer and and also like uh, let's say Sita and Charger are a pair, and another uh, male uh, tiger wants to meet. Sometimes if the couple if if she has a cub they they would try to chase away the cub so that she she is ready for the next litter. Oh okay. All these kinds of stories you get to hear and uh, and us the second third litter or something Sita had one tiger cub. Uh, apparently she had a limp in the leg. Oh. Okay. So 
Usually what they do is they chase away the cub after some time, once they are grown. But apparently Tita and Chadha did not chase away the tiger because he had a limb was more like dependent on me. And so it was like one dotting parent-children family like kind that you can hear even among animals. And that's all, I mean, kind and thoughtful of them that they yeah, continue so to keep it around. Think like animals don't have the sense or something, all this thing you think. But if they listen to the stories, right, and how they bring up the cub, how they born, how they are as a family, it's very interesting. Wow, that's lovely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So, Chitra, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little about uh, traveling in or going to a national park in general? Because I'm so sure there are a lot of people who would love to know and what to expect from a national park. And okay. how good is it to take uh, maybe children along as well? You could give us some insight on that as well. Um, so, one thing people have to keep in mind is um, going to a national park is definitely not like going on a picnic. Because a lot of people think like it's just a getaway or a tourist destination that they can go and enjoy. It is, um, you need to respect the jungle um, from the bottom of your heart. You are entering into somebody's home where, you know, honestly, we should not even be doing this. Um, we should, because we are eventually disturbing the tigers by even so many jeeps standing around there trying to take pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. But inside of that, we should not try to make noise. Um, even when you're staying on the fringes of the jungle in your resorts, don't try to play loud music. Don't try to be loud at all. It's it's not like you are um, um, enjoying your tourist destination. No, you have destinations like Goa or something else for all that. That's Going to a national park, you need to have a lot of respect for the rules of the jungle, and always listen to what your guide and the uh, jeep driver says. So they are like every day passing through the jungle. Every day is like a new day for them. And they know in and out of the jungle. If they ask you to wait, you patiently wait. Mm -hmm. And there is no point of bugging them saying, you didn't show me a tiger. (laughs) Saying you have to show me a tiger. It's not in their hand. They do their best. They really, really do their best to give the best experience to you. So don't bug them. but, But... of course, you would show your interest that you are looking to see a sighting, but always be open to enjoy the jungle. The whole feeling of, you know, riding through or driving through the forest itself is a very nice experience. There's this calmness, there's so many birds you, which you can't see in the city, so many owls and other different kinds of birds sitting here and there. And always a leopard might surprise you or a wild dog might surprise you or a deer might surprise you. Mm-hmm. So you have to be open for all that. And also um, one other thing is when we come to children, I would say don't try to take any kid who's like, you know, less than five years or six years. Mm-hmm. You are going to be in a jeep for like six hours together and you have to maintain silence. Mm-hmm. Which is very difficult if you have a kid. You can't mm-hmm. make the kid understand that. You know, just uh, be quiet for the next six hours and it's going to happen to the kid. So it's better to not put the kid through such things. And he's also not going to understand much as where he, where the, uh, the importance of being silent in the national park and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. 
and um, um, the other thing is not to disturb the wildlife in general right. like some sometimes you you get so excited on seeing the tiger mm-hmm. people tend to you know shout or um, sometimes make small noises for the tiger to turn to you so you can take the perfect picture mm-hmm. that's absolutely wrong so don't try to do all such thing just just go with an open mind and uh, uh, just pray that god gives you a lot of luck <laughs> you know have some good sighting uh, be whatever animal it may be just have some good sightings have the, some good experiences and get a good uh, camera and just get into the jungle open minded amazing that's that's perfectly well said because that's true i mean we all need to go with open minds and respect the part that we are somehow entering their house yeah, yeah exactly it's their territory that we are entering and we need to respect that and enjoy Enjoy. your trip also at the same time so thank you so much Chitra you have been an amazing guide to us (laughs) it feels like I've gone there and seen the tiger and I'm back home oh wow nice (laughs) (laughs) and I think your pictures did help and your story on the blog as well so listeners go ahead check out Chitra's blog it's called the masalabox.co.in you'll have to go and see the beautiful pictures and the beautiful stories that she's written Chitra, thank you so much for being a part of the Musafir stories and I hope that we travel someday soon to Bandarkar and experience the joy of it. Oh, sure. Try that. <laughs> that was yet another great episode of the Musafir stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, Pocket Radio or any other podcasting app that's available on iOS or Android. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We go by the handle the Musafir stories or... If it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail.com and visit our website www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast. So here's to more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye. Goodbye.